0: family of grace welcome to another episode of daily grace with alan wonder chapter edition today is one first chronicles chapter 21 and as you are, let's start with the word of prayer My loving god and thank you for this wonderful day and thank you for the gift of life and thank you for the gift of provision and thank you for always being there first father where we have gone wrong in our thoughts, and our actions, in what you have done and what you have failed to do. May send in your Holy Spirit to come and guide us. May you come and be with us, Father. May you protect us and may you always bless the work of our hands that everything we do, Father, we do to glorify your name. We put all this believing and trusting in your mighty name, that of your Son, Jesus Christ, who strengthens us. Amen. David counts the fighting men. Satan rose up against Israel and incited David to take a census of Israel. So David said to Joab and the commanders of the troops, Go and count the Israelites from Beersheba to Dan, then report back to me that I may know how many they are. But Joab replied, May the Lord multiply his troops a hundred times over, my lord the king. Are they not all my lord's subjects? Why does my lord want to do this? Why should he bring guilt on Israel? The king's word, however, overruled Job's, So Job left and went throughout Israel and then came back to Jerusalem. Job reported the number of the fighting men to David. In all Israel, there was 1,100,000 men who could handle a sword, including 470,000 in Judah. But Joab did not include Levi and Benjamin in their numbering because the king's command was repulsive to him. The command was also evil in the sight of God, so he punished Israel. Then David said to God, I have sinned greatly by doing this. Now I beg you, take away the guilt of your servant. I have done a very foolish thing, the Lord said to David. "David, the Lord said to God, David's seer. go and tell David, this is what the Lord says. I am giving you three options. Choose one of them for me to carry out against you. So God went to David and said to him, This is what the Lord says. Take your choice. Three years of famine, three months of being swept away before your enemies with their swords overtaking you, or three days of the sword of the Lord of pledging the land with the angel of the Lord ravaging every part of Israel. Now then decide how I should answer the one who sent me. David said to God, I am in deep distress, let me fall in the hands of the Lord, for his mercy is very great, but do not let me fall into human hands. So the Lord sent a plague on Israel, and 70,000 men of Israel fell dead, and God sent an angel to destroy Jerusalem. But as the angel was doing so, the Lord saw it and relented concerning the disaster, and said to the angel who was destroying the people, Enough! Withdraw your hand. The angel of the Lord was then standing at the threshing floor of Arunah, the Jebusite. David looked up and saw the angel of God standing between heaven and earth, with a drawn sword in his hand extended over Jerusalem. Then David and the elders, clothed in sackcloth, fell face down. David said to God, Was it not I who ordered the fighting men to be counted? I, the shepherd, have seen and done wrong. These are but sheep. What have they done? Lord, my God, let your hand fall on me and my family, but do not let this plague remain on your people. David builds an altar. Then the angel of the Lord ordered God to tell David to go up and build an altar to the Lord on the threshing floor of Aruna the Jebusite. So David went up in obedience to the word that God had spoken in the name of the Lord. While Aruna was threshing wheat, he turned and saw the angel, his four sons who were with him hid themselves. Then David approached, and when Arona looked and saw him. He left the threshing floor and bowed down before David with his face to the ground. David said to him, Let me have the sight of your threshing floor, so that I may build an altar to the Lord, that the pledge on the people may be stopped. Sell it to me at full price. Arona said to David, Take it, let my lord the king do whatever pleases him. Look, I will give the oxen for burnt offerings, the threshing sledges for the wood, and the wheat for the grain offerings. I will give all these. But King David replied to Arona, No, I insist on paying the full price. I will not take for the Lord what is yours, or offer him a burnt sacrifice that costs me nothing. So David paid Arona six hundred shekels of gold for the site. David built an altar, to the Lord there, and sacrifice burnt offerings and fellowship offerings. He called on the Lord, and the Lord answered him with fire from heaven on the altar of burnt suffering, offering. Then the Lord spoke to the angel, and he put his sword back into his sheath. At that time, when David saw that the Lord had answered him on the threshing floor of Aaron at the Jebusite, he offered sacrifices there, the tabernacle of the Lord, which Moses had made in the wilderness. And the altar of burnt offering we were at that time on the high place at gibeon but david could not go before it in quiet of the lord because he was afraid of the sword of the angel of the lord and this is where our wonder chapter for today ends we see the story where david is, disobed- uh, is disobedient and he disobeys the lord And we see the consequences of his disobedience. And let's go straight. What message? The first message that I really want us to pick comes from verse 7. What does verse 7 say? Verse 7 says, This command was evil in the sight of God, so he punished Israel we see david being disobedient we see him doing questionable things we see him doing things contrary to what the lord had always told him to do and what happens first seven tells us that he was punished amen and not him the evil because of the evil act why was he punished Not because God wanted to punish him, not because God wanted to show him he is more powerful, but because of the evil act that he had committed. And there are so many forms of evil acts. Today it just shows us. An example is disobedience. Disobedience is one evil act before the Lord. And because David was disobedient, he was punished. And when you go into verse 8, Then David said to God, I have sinned greatly by doing this. Now I beg you, take away the guilt of your servant. I have done a very foolish thing. Amen? Now, as Christians, we always have that second voice, you know? That voice that always reminds you, every time you want to do something, every time you're about to commit a sin, every time you're about to do something that you know is not right, there's always that voice. And now it's this voice coming back to remind David that what you did was not wrong. And in his heart, David was heavy. Amen. David was heavy. He had guilt. Amen. And now we see him going back to the Lord after realizing that he had sinned. He's going back to ask for forgiveness from the Lord. How many times do we do this? How many times do we ask for forgiveness from the Lord every time that we have gone, seen or done something wrong? How many times do we have this heart that remorse, that we go back to beg? Amen. Or you let the guilt consume you, consume you, and keep you farther and further away from the Lord, further and further away from the love that God has for you. I'm going to go into verse 13. Verse 13 says, David said to God, I am in deep distress. Let me fall into the hands of the Lord, for his mercy is very great. But do not let me fall into human hands. Amen. Let me fall into the hands of the Lord, for his mercy is very great. Amen. He does not only just say great, he says very great. We serve a merciful God. I always tell you, Day in, day out. We always serve a merciful God. Never let guilt, can I say? Never let that guilt make you, can I say, distant from the Lord. Never allow guilt to consume you. Yes, you have done something wrong. But never, ever, ever in your life feel afraid to approach the Lord. He's a God of second chances. He's a God of third chances. He's a God who doesn't stop forgiving, amen? And that's a God that we serve. That's the kind of God that we serve. And lastly, if we go to verse 24, what does it tell us? But King David replied to Arunam, No, I insist on paying the full price. I will not take for the Lord what is yours, or sacrifice a burnt offering that costs me nothing. Now, what I really want us to, to can I say, borrow is, or sacrifice a burnt offering that costs me nothing. Amen? What are you sacrificing to the Lord today? what are you sacrificing to the lord today and how much does it cost you it doesn't necessarily have to cost you can i say materialistic um or financially or what what thing what earthly thing are you giving up for the kingdom of heaven because today we are all so you know we want to experience the love of god we want to experience heavenly things but in the same way we are so attached to earthly things and it's not only you even me like we all suffer but what earthly thing are you willing to give up for the glory of the lord that's what i want to share with you today i want you to get some time read first chronicles chapter 21 what do you get what do you understand feel free to, try to ask daily grace with alan at yahoo.com or send us a direct message on instagram or tweet to dailygracewithalan daily grace with alan at yahoo.com we really love to hear from you remember the Lord can use one word to send a thousand messages well much loving good one thank you for this wonderful day and thank you for the gift of life well, I thank you for the gift of provision. I thank you for always being there for us, Father. Well, we have gone wrong in our... our thoughts, in our actions, in our words, in what you have done and what you have failed to do, Father, may you forgive us. May you send in your Holy Spirit to always come and guide us, to always come and be with us, to always come and show us the right path that you want us to follow. we always believing and trusting you, in your mighty name. In the name. of your Son, Jesus Christ, who strengthens us. Amen.